What's up, guys? It's David Hess from the Rising Above podcast. Have you ever thought or dreamed about starting a podcast? Well, look no further. Anchor has all the tools necessary to record a podcast from your computer or phone. You heard that right. They make it so simple. When you host your podcast on Anchor, they will distribute your podcast on platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Honestly, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place, which is why I host on Anchor. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm today to get started. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rise and Above podcast, a platform for you to share your story. Oftentimes, we all have something that happens to us in life and we have no way of sharing. Many people want an outlet, whether it's writing a book or going on a massive networking platform or starting an inspirational social media account. With the Rising Above platform, anyone with an inspiring, motivating, or interesting story can come on and share. It could be anything from the struggles of starting a business, the struggles of overcoming homelessness or mental illness. I've interviewed victims of rape, sexual assault, and abuse. There is no subject that is off limits. This platform offers a safe and fun way for you to share your story through a one-on-one experience. If you would like to share your story, the best way to reach out would be through social media. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook or through email. All the links will be provided in the show notes. Thank you for listening. All right. Welcome to the Rising Above podcast. My name is David Hess, and today I have, my voice is cracking, <laughs> today I have Autumn Hop- Hopkins with me. Um, she is a local artist from the Lansing area. So with that being said, Autumn, how are you doing today? Good. I'm doing good. I'm happy to be here and talking to you guys, so I'm excited. Absolutely. Thank you for coming. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, awesome name. My daughter's name is Autumn. Oh, yay. Okay, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me happy. Um, so tell me a little bit about yourself. Are you from the Lansing area? Were you born and raised here? Yeah, so born and raised Lansing, Michigan. Um, I went to Pleasant View, Pattengill, Eastern, and now go to MSU. So I try to stay within the area, and I'm really close to my family, so it's really hard to leave, and plus I like it here, so I'm going to stay. Oh, <laughs> awesome. So uh, what, are, what are you studying at MSU? Uh, studio art, so fine art. I'm getting a Bachelor of Fine Arts at MSU. So a lot of different terms they have for it, but yeah. So what's your long-term goals with that? Um, I went there because I got, um, I got tuition paid for for MSU. I was going to go to LCC because I grew up from an underprivileged family, and so college wasn't quite an option per se. It was a dream and hope, but wasn't quite an option. Um, so I applied just for fun. It turns out I got in, and not only that, but they paid for most of my tuition. So I decided to go to MSU and do something I loved since I was able to do that. And I wasn't sure quite what I was going to do with it, but I knew that I just wanted to do art. So really I took that time to explore what I was into, what I liked, and how I felt about it. And then freshman year, I also decided to start a business. Um, what business? Orally Gallery. Um, it's named after my grandma who passed away in 2016, which is when I started going to college. Okay. It kind of boosted me um, to do something further with my art career and figure that out. I wasn't sure if that was going to be my destiny yet, but as I went through MSU and got more practice and met people and felt more comfortable, I grew it further and further. So now it's a, it's an actual business. I got my LLC um, back in January. And so I'm doing the whole thing, and I'm super excited. And I also graduate MSU um, in a month exactly. So Wow. Well, yeah. congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, what is the art business? 
the or oral art is that what you said orally so orally yeah okay orally yep okay um it's mostly started with just me making painting and selling it at like vendor events um but now it's like i make earrings prints i still do paintings um i do love like craft items but are accessible for the public so it's it's like having art in your home and making it affordable but also still having that fine art part of it too so it's a mixture of things. I'm even trying to see if I can get into rug making. Like, it's all over the place. But it's just wow. any creativity that, like, I'm feeling goes into that business. And then I just hope that everyone loves what I love and and buy my art. So. Well, I would think that if you put time and effort and love into what you do, somebody will love it and buy it. Yeah. Um, do you have a storefront? I do not have a storefront. That's something in the future that I would like to do. But right now, my goal is to get it into stores. I do have an online store on my website, okay. um, and I'm thinking about potentially creating an Etsy, too, and just, like, spreading it wherever I can. Uh, so that portion is, the business portion is starting to get a little bit more, I need to figure out how to make it more accessible, not just at vendor events or just my website, but, like, more places. So that's my goal now that I'm about to graduate, so. How are you managing that business while doing school at the same time? Mm, it's iffy. So um, I have ADHD, so it's even worse, and I don't take any medication for it. So going through school and also trying to do that with also family stuff and just everything else that life can throw at you, um, it's been, like, hard and a little bit rocky. But within the past year, um, I think the pandemic really helped me, like, snap myself together and be like, okay, we need to figure this out now that I have time to think about it. Um, and ever since then, I've been pushing that just as much as everything else and focusing my goals differently. And since then, it's been a lot better. But now that school is going to be over, that's going to be my main focus and my main goal. So hopefully okay. I can push it farther. Now, for art, isn't isn't one of the, like, two of the prime locations for, like, an artist, isn't it, like, New York City and Chicago? Why would you choose Lansing, Michigan? Obviously, you're from here, but why yeah. would you want to stay here to do art? Um, well, I was going to, well... In college, they kind of push you to, like, potentially have store different galleries within, you know, internationally, nationally, and, like, do other things outside of, you know, where we're going to school. But I really kind of wanted to see what I could do here locally because I just, I love my family, and at the same time, I've seen the arts grow within the area. Because when I was a kid, there was, like, not really much going on when it came to that, so I was worried. I was like, I'm going to have to move to, like, New York, Chicago, somewhere mm -hmm. different. Um, but lately, within the past few years, I've seen it, like, blossom, and I know there's a lot more opportunity here. I feel like I could still work through here and still have some of my stuff nationally, but focus my home here in Lansing and still be able to do what I want and be successful. So I love this place, and I feel like a lot of us have been grilled, especially me, I've been grilled that, like, the only place to find opportunity is going to be outside of Lansing, outside of the area. Right. Which is kind of sad to think about. It is So sad. then I looked at them like, wait that doesn't have to be the case so now that i've talked to other people in my high schools or in my community and try to like keep it central they're doing this podcast i've met a lot of people that do art um i've i've had some a uh, casey ann i'm sure you guys know uh she was on the podcast and uh she's a local artist and but there's so many different people that do art i was i'm kind of amazed at how many people yeah. here in town have art businesses yeah I definitely, because especially um, women, like, there's a lot of women-run, like, businesses and level on art businesses, which I thought was really interesting, and I wonder why that's the case, but I'm very happy. It's definitely inspired me, but um, 
I feel like dudes are boring. That's why. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> They're not as creative, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I'm not sure. You gotta figure out the science and all that. But I think that like I went to a performing arts elementary school, and then my grandma drew, and so did my dad. So like seeing that was what pushed me. Um, but I, I'm not sure what, I think we just inspire each other in the area, and I think it just goes from there. I'm not sure. I think there's not a lot of, there's some opportunities within the area when it comes to maybe some other professions. Like, I think there's a lot of, like, lawyers and, like, attorneys and stuff, like, government jobs and things like that over here, but not so much creative jobs. So I think bringing that in is, like, a good idea. What do you mean creative jobs? Like, like, like what I'm doing, or, right. like, bringing more, like, arts. Like, there's been a lot more murals lately. There's right. been a lot more, like, even, like, some fashion. There's, like, so many different things that are happening now more in the area than there ever was, um, which is really cool. Why so. do you think that is? I don't really know. Honestly, I, I never really even thought about why that's the case. I feel like within my friend group, we push each other to be creative. And, like, whenever someone's saying that, like, oh, I like to draw and I would like to do something like that, like, I'm like, do it then. So, like, maybe it's, like, each we're each, like, telling each other to, like, do stuff more with, like, our passions. Um, maybe that's why. That's the only thing I could think of. More people are supportive in, yeah. in your endeavors. Yeah, exactly. Like, we're supporting each other, yeah. I was dri- we were driving the other day behind or underneath the uh, overpass in Frandor, and there's like a bunch of it's painted and there's yeah. lights and stuff. Mm-hmm. And my kids are like, "Why is that like that?" And I'm like, "Cause it makes it look cool. It's unique." Yeah. Do you and want a boring pavement? Like, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> now, uh, do you get a lot of pushback from you wanting to go to college to get an art degree? Cause yeah, a lot of people I'm sure are like, "Well, why would you go to college for that?" Yeah, my family themselves because a lot of them didn't end up either finishing high school or college um I think they were just excited for me to do something and the fact that it was paid for was even more like okay yeah go ahead do what you want uh so I never got a lot of pushback from my family they all like were willing to be there for me no matter what um but it's other people I tell like other strangers like when I used to serve they'd be like oh what do you go to MSU for and I'm like oh studio art and they're like oh what is that and they're like why and they'd ask me all these questions and like explain it so I definitely get a lot of pushback from strangers which is interesting <laughs> like they're worried for me which i appreciate but i'm fine so it's it's funny my family know they're there for me though which is i think is really awesome that's cool it's good to have a good support system mm-hmm. my uh my wife went to kendall uh, oh, nice. in grand rapids yeah that was one of the, my dream schools but yeah <laughs> <laughs> no that's, that's awesome yeah um so what what kind of art do you do you do i mean you said you do some jewelry um and you do paintings what kind of what what is it is it like abstract yeah so it started out so it's a very big mix but it started out when I first started going to college was mostly I draw like girls or very like semi-realistic things um but then I ventured out more into abstract and like mixed media and now my senior show is mostly that because I feel like it's more expressive for me like, I'll still hone it in, and when I make stuff on my iPad for my art business, I'll make, like, things that are inspire me or women or whatnot. But when it comes to my, like, studio art when I came to school, I felt that that was my time to express myself in a less constricted way. And so that's when I started doing the mixed media part because um, I felt like my emotions could be put on there physically. Like, I could burn the canvas, I could smear the canvas or anything I was using. And that I felt made more of an impact for me and also whenever I try to make something whenever I have something in my head 
and it doesn't come out right, I get really frustrated. So <laughs> with mixed media, it was nice because like the outcome was unpredictable, which I thought was good for me personally. Now, do you find it therapeutic? Um, is art like something that you do to like as a stress reliever, um, or do you kind of look at it more as like a job, something you have to do? Yeah. Because obviously that's what your job is, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, I feel like. Most of the time, it's a stress reliever, and it's like a journaling process, especially with the show that I'm showing this weekend. Everything I made in there is um, me expressing and journaling out my emotions from, like, my family trauma and and, and memory. Um, but then there are moments, like, that I feel like I'm, like, when I'm doing commissions and stuff like that. As much as it's fun, it does feel like that part's a job because I don't get as much creative like liberty to do those things i have to stay within a certain mm. restraint which is fine perfectly fine i'd rather do that than a nine to five <laughs> but it's there's there's moments where it does get a little stressful and then there's moments that like i feel like it's so therapeutic and 90 95 percent of the time it's therapeutic and i enjoy it so um now is that the 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 work that you do when it's therapeutic or is that the type of stuff you sell generally or is that for your own pleasure to keep? Or Yeah, so my studio work currently, like my show, that's not for sale, but I do want to start making pieces that aren't so personal to me because those ones are more of like my journaling, my notebook mm -hmm. that I don't really want to sell. Mm -hmm. I'll probably keep those forever. But I want to start doing shows that maybe talks about ADHD or talks about other things so it's like more expressive and more available to the public. How bad is ADD for you, or ADHD? Um, it has its moments. So I never really, I've been told that I've had it my entire life, um, but it's different for women than it is for men. So it's not treated the same way for women. Usually we just seem like ditzy or like a little out of control. Um, so it's not talked about as much. So it's been hard because like, I feel like I wasn't able to open up about it for a very long time. And then with the last few years, I've just been like, yeah, I'm ADHD. And like, so what? Like, if you feel like, it's not like a restraint to me anymore. It's more, for me now, a superpower because it's the reason why I am the way I am, the way I create, and the way I do things. So it's just like, the only thing that gets frustrating is not being able to control certain things within your brain. And like, sometimes it takes over certain moments of your day or your body and that's the part that gets a little frustrating how, how does it affect you so sometimes i'll get into these modes where i just feel like i can't move i can't do anything so my brain is going like a thousand miles an hour um but my body won't move and then there's sometimes where i'll just start nitpicking like instead of doing what i'm supposed to do i'll decide to go clean the entire kitchen <laughs> and it's like that's not where i was trying to direct that energy but that's fine so stuff like that where it makes it hard or I'll be up at 3 a.m. and then sleep until 2 p.m. So it's like it's a little difficult sometimes. But Does it ever play into your art at all? Yeah, I, I'll like make a bunch of stuff and I'll get like extremely messy or like I'll be all over the place and I'll be tripping over myself and there's certain things where I'll get super just like dysfunctional for a moment. But then it all comes together. Like <laughs> then I'm like, okay, we got to get this done. And then now it's and then it ends up working out. So I find it just all a part of the process at this point. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, that's cool that you you look at it as part of the process. Um, now you said you're not medicated or anything. Is mm -hmm. there anything you do to help stimulate yourself? Um, like maybe drink coffee or. Yeah. So I don't drink coffee or anything like that. 
Um, and caffeine really doesn't help me, which is even harder. Um, so sometimes. Do you drink caffeine? No, I d- well, I do sometimes, but I found it makes me feel more groggy than it actually helps me feel energy, hmm. energetic. <laughs> so what I've been doing is more taking B12 pills and stuff like that. So I'm trying to figure out more natural ways, maybe even meditating sometimes, like finding other ways to just to calm myself down or re you know, evaluate what's going on with my brain currently. Okay, what can we do now? But there'll be moments where, like, sometimes days where, like, I'm just stuck in this rut. And so that's when I get a little worried that maybe medication would help. But I think I've gone so far. Have you ever tried it? I have not tried it. So (laughs) that's why I'm I'm very scared of anything, of not being able to control my my brain. So that's why I don't smoke. I've never smoked anything. I barely drink because I'm so worried about being in control of what's going on with myself. So that's my thing I worry about is if I take medication, will it change me? And so Have you ever tried like uh like working out, like like do a vigorous workout when you feel that way? No, so I hate working out. <laughs> um <laughs> I do not like it. And so people have said that. So I'm I thought about buying dan- the, just dance or something like that and like doing it that way. Dancing would be a good workout. Yeah, makes that's you what tired. I'm thinking. And then it's a creative thing too, so it's still a bit of both yeah so I'm thinking about it now you mentioned meditation mm-hmm. um how often do you meditate not very often because it's very new to me all okay. my friends are like you should try meditating and i'm like what is that even so i had to like youtube it and i'm still trying to figure out how to incorporate into my life just do like you do like a guided meditation yeah so i'll like listen to something or someone talking and like tell me what to do because if I sit there trying to tell myself what to do, I'll just go and watch TV. Like <laughs> it's not, I don't have self control, <laughs> so it's not gonna work. But yeah. Um, I, I know with meditation, it's all breath work, pretty much. You're like, and somebody explained it to me on the podcast too. It's with meditation, there are like people always complain about, well, uh, my my mind wanders. Like I I always my mind always wanders. But y- what you have to do is bring yourself back to thinking about your breath. Because once you start wandering, you're you're going to have that's going to happen. Okay. But if you bring yourself back to to the, your breath work, then then you'll stay kind of okay. consistent. So it's all breath work, pretty much. Okay, good to know. <laughs> I'll remember that <laughs> next time. <laughs> breathe in, breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out. That's what I do when I go to bed. Hmm. Um, my wife complains about how I fall asleep so quickly. She's like, I don't know how you do it. Yeah, I take forever. To fall I like asleep. I'll just think about breathing, and if my mind wanders, I'm like, okay deep breath and then next thing you know i'm out yeah, within okay. seconds huh, <laughs> i've been taking melatonin that's not even working so maybe i should <laughs> breathe more so um you have a bunch of artwork yes i would like to see some of it yes for sure so i can show you the piece that is currently all over my like posters and stuff for the show coming up okay um so it's littler than most people think it's not as big as it appears <laughs> on the screen. Uh, I like the sad face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's so. What this is, it's an image of my dad and me back mm. in you know 1999 when I was like barely a year old. So, um, and he's a teenage father. So this was just like. How old was he? He's 18 when he had me when I was born. So maybe he's 19 now, but he's very young. Um, and so it's an old you know vintage looking photograph. It's probably on like a you know, like one of those, what are those cameras called? I feel so young right now. <laughs> the, um, Polaroids. Polaroids, yes, yes. 
<laughs> so it was a it was a quick little snapshot in like a kitchen at my grandma's house. So just like the intimacy and randomness of it, like of photographs in general, makes me think. And then also thinking, that looks like a cute photo, but like what was happening like it at that time. So that's what a lot of my pieces are in my show. Is like, yeah, they're photographs, and everyone thinks it's a good old time, but like really at that moment, a lot of stuff could be going down. A lot of emotional issues, traumas. What was going down? Dynamics. So. My mom and him, not the best relationship. So it's kind of like I was doomed from the beginning of, like, the good old family values that, like, both of our parents were, or my dad was raised on and what I thought was going to happen isn't going to happen because of just it started off bad. And so, like, it's, it's that beginner beginning starting off of just, like, it's not going to work out with the family dynamics. And then currently at the time, my mom was going through a lot with him because he was a cheater. It was just a lot of stuff going on. So these, there's three pieces about the same size, and they're all about him and, like, the home that we are living in in my childhood. Um, and it's kind of, like, has, like, like, this toxic waste feel um, because it's kind of, like, this is toxic relationships or toxic home or watch out, caution, like, this isn't healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why I put my static <laughs> over my face. Um, like using emojicons, which also brings it back to, to now, and then um, and then like photos of my dad. So this is Mod Podge with a photo, spray paint, marker, really whatever I can get my hands on and I have fun with and mess around with. So this one is the main one um, that I have done. Can you see that on the camera? Oh, yeah. I don't know where, where I should really get used to the camera. <laughs> <laughs> and then this big boy... I didn't know if I should bring it. I was like, I don't know what space we have. Oh, that's all right. So this is, um, <laughs> we got some of it in there if at least. I don't know if you can move it over that way slightly. This way? But yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. There we go. Thanks, Mike. Um, so this piece is about my two brothers. I found this photograph um, in my phone. So a lot of the stuff I find photographs in albums are in my phone. And they're cooking breakfast. And so it seems like a very intimate, like, you know, cute thing that they're doing, and it was, but um, our relationships with each other are always strong, but it's our father that divides us all. Um, so these two boys, at this point in time when I painted this, they didn't haven't seen each other in like two or so years, um, because my brother, who's now 19, and he's uh, 15, um, my brother had nothing to do with my my dad so they were separated so this one's called one man's division Mm. and so it's like this family values and this fun childhood that we desire to have was always interrupted because of this man so that's what this one is about and this one is a photo transfer with um just assortment things with spray paint acrylic um spackling uh oil, uh, paper, a lot of stuff going on. So, yeah, I'll move this out of the way. Or if you want to show a little bit more. That's it's quite big. That is big. I want to do larger, though, but makes it a little harder. <laughs> um, so, I feel like you just dropped a bunch of stuff about your family. Yeah. <laughs> um, do, you, do you and your dad have a, a good relationship? No. So, I haven't I don't really speak to him. I choose not to speak to him. Um, he's in and out of co- in and out of court battles. He's in. He's doesn't treat my siblings very well. Um, I think 
the issue is is that we were manipulated um, by him and he I don't know if this man ever realized it but when I got older I like would tell him like this is what you're doing and this is how it's affecting us and I would tell him over and over again he wouldn't listen and then he would keep spiraling and dragging us back down into these horrible situations and so once I saw my siblings going through it worse than I even ever had that's when I had major issues and so when he chose not to change for any of us and continues not to I decided that I'm going to take aside my siblings and I'm going to fight for their rights and so of course that put a strain into our relationship and so uh, yeah no we don't talk as much and he still to this day tries to manipulate me into thinking he's a good person so it's just crazy how much someone who's not healed properly from their own issues can then put that into their relationship and their children uh, history so history re i can't i can't talk today no you're good history repeats itself exactly and that's what i'm trying to stop so i'm trying to stop my siblings from ever going down that path um, so uh, there's like nine, well, well you kind of, you kind of started by breaking the cycle by going yeah, to college, right? Exactly. And that was, did anybody before that go to college? Um, my dad tried to go to LCC for, but he, uh, again, he had kids young, so right. that's where it gets, becomes an issue. Um, but on his side, his dad did and his sister did, but on my mom's side, like no one went to college, barely even graduated high school. So it was it was a good thing for me to show them that I went and I did it um, because I thought about quitting many times because I'm like, it just gets so hard. And then when you do have ADHD and I never told the university about it, so I never got like, there the was like a help or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Cause I was like, no, I can do it. I'm the same as these people. So <laughs> yeah, that was a mistake, but I like pushed myself to graduate. So now I'm hoping that like, I don't care where they go. It doesn't have to be MSU, but just, like, if they push themselves, if they want to do it, then they should just go ahead and do it. Like, right. figure it out. Like, it doesn't, no, no matter what they need to do, and that's what I always try to push them. Like, I don't want them to get stuck where they have, they feel like they can't escape this life that they've been put into, so. Um, are you the oldest? Yes. Okay, so you kind of have taken on the motherly yes. role of I'm the guinea pig. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> So, yeah, no, I'm very, like, protective, which can get me in trouble sometimes, but at the same time. How many siblings do you have? So, there's nine total. Um, two of them are... Wow. Yeah. My mom got remarried, so two of them are with a different dad, but he has, like, five different mothers he had kids with, and so there's it's a lot of us. But, uh, yeah, so it's a lot to manage, and then you have to manage, like, their moms, and then trying to figure out how... Yeah, so it's a lot, but... Now, going to MSU, you kind of mentioned that you're around all these other people who seem normal. Yeah. Do, do you ever feel like you're the only one or maybe you're not really surrounded by other people with a, like a, a background like you? Yeah, I felt like it was definitely because a lot of them would have money to buy supplies or do all these things. There's a few of them that maybe didn't speak about their issues, but I feel like they maybe have been going through similar issues um it just wasn't talked about much there was definitely some distance between certain people and then it was kind of clicky and there was just a lot going on so i usually just kept to myself for the most part um because i was worried about people thinking i was weird or thinking i was you know hot mess or something like that so but 
in the art department, it's different because you do get a variety of people, and then the professors are very understanding because they do think about that emotional level and like deeper level versus other courses like my main ones like you know science math all that stuff mm -hmm. i just felt like i couldn't connect with anyone because everyone just seemed so distant from me and like their life or their world so i wanted to party or go to frats or sororities and everybody like, came from a good background mommy yeah. and daddy have really good jobs yeah. and they don't have to work to go to college and, and they're just chilling they're not taking anything seriously and right. just like you have to work for really. it yeah exactly so that's the part that got a little tricky, but I think if I would have been more open about myself and more things, I feel like it would have been different. But I think I closed myself off so much from everyone that I never would really be able to try. So, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So it's a little bit of both. It's my fault and also people annoying me sometimes. I'm going to be honest. You're no. crammed together. Ella, what are you doing up there? <laughs> Love that. I have two of them, and one of them hates my guts, and he comes out, like, he'll, sometimes he'll come in here and uh, just meow really loud, and I'm like, you're doing this, purpose, you're yeah. doing this on purpose, because you hate me. Yeah. She, she's know. a cool cat, so. All right, sweet. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> um, now, do you have any other artwork with you? Um, yeah, so I have, like, my prints and earrings that I brought in. Um, so, within the past year or so I've decided to get more into um, prints and earrings because I feel like it brings it more accessible to people and also people love to wear earrings I love to wear earrings so I thought you know that would be a good plus to the business it's actually been my money maker lately really so I'm actually very happy I got into it yeah at the art piece that I just went to this Saturday thank you um that's a cool box thank you you make that yeah it was actually for my fiance and then I stole it back so <laughs> It's fine. Like, he lets it happen. Um, so, yeah, I also do wood burning. So, that's what that is. That's cool. Um, so, yeah. So you just I take a blowtorch and. Yeah, so I have, the, I have this little torch from um, the dollar store and I just like, go like this. Oh, cool. Hands get tired and hot after a while, though. It starts <laughs> to smell real fumey, but it's fine. Um, so, yeah, so I make an assortment of earrings and they're all from like polymer clay. Um, and the designs I go for are designs that I would wear. So I just hope everyone else will wear them too, and so far that's been the case. So I guess they have good taste. Cool. Um, but yeah, so that's been something I've been getting into, and that has been my money maker. So at Art Feast, I sold, I made like about like a hundred pairs or so, maybe more, and I sold wow. about half of them. Wow. So it's like, okay, this is what I'm doing now. But it is more tedious and takes more time, so that's the only thing that's a little. How do you make hard. those? Um, so polymer clay, uh, you bake it in the oven. So first you mold, design what you want to do in the colors, and you kind of like cut it out like, you know, cookie cutters okay. and do all that. And then you bake it in the oven, and then after that you sand it, and you assemble it, and you polish it, and you do all that stuff. Paint um, it, whatnot. Yeah, whatever you're feeling, and then attach it to any sort of gems or attachments that you want to add to it. So um, at first I did this during the pandemic, and so I bought all the supplies for it, and then I was like, I spent all this money, and I don't even know if I'm going to sell any. <laughs> and then now I'm starting to get into it, and it's going well now. It's a lot of trial and error. Is that on your website as well? So that's the thing that I want to start getting into is making, getting more focused on taking pictures of products and selling them online. Um, when school was happening, whenever I had free time, I would go straight into school because with ADHD, I need more time to focus on it. Um, I couldn't manage multiple things at once if 
my brain would go crazy. <laughs> so, um, but now that I have a little bit more time and the seasons are starting to come, so vendor events are not going to be as likely. Mm. I'm going to try focusing on getting it online and in um, other stores. So that's my goal for the next few months to figure out. But they there are some on my website. Otherwise, I'm very active on social media. Okay. So if you just message me anything that you see that I've posted, I can give you details on it. Do you, are you going to do like custom custom orders like if somebody wanted like rainbows or something would yeah. you do a custom order yeah i would do a custom order um i'm very open to to those things as long as it's not like a super crazy complicated when i'm not i'll be very honest i'll tell them like hey i am busy so it's going to take me a little bit but mm -hmm. i can do that or it can be like that's out of my budget at the time like there's i'm very honest with everyone that comes up and asks me but for the most part 99.9 percent .9 of the time i don't take a commission because i just like to make things so right what's uh the average price for one of those so one of those pair of, of uh, earrings. Yeah. So the most expensive is like I think like twenty four dollars, and the cheapest, which are like studs, are okay. like as low as like four dollars. Okay. Um. So they're pretty affordable because I make them in batches. Um. The only thing that takes me the longest are maybe the ones that have a little bit more of like a design aspect to them than a more simple design. So I try to base it based on that and what it all comes with, and be pretty fair with my prices. Mm -hmm. Because I want people to, I want it to be accessible still. Right. So but you also need to make money from it. Exactly. So figuring out that medium is the hardest part of the job, honestly. Um, and then one more thing is I have prints. I'm trying to find two more cells. Oh, you're good. Um, so I sell prints as well. I make these, uh, so I draw them out on paper and then I color them in digitally on my iPad. Hmm. Um, so that makes it so I can change the colors at any point that I want. I can, if I make a mistake, I don't have to trash the whole thing. I can just erase it on my iPad. So that's been something I've been doing that's been making it a lot more efficient and also um, accessible for whoever I'm making it for. That's um, cool. And then lately I've been getting my prints from Instaprints, which is downtown. We okay. kind of keep it local too as well as right. where I'm getting them from. So Now you said you use your iPad to color that in? Yes. What what application are you using? Procreate. Okay. Now yeah. do you do you think that Apple has the best software for for art? So that's the thing is I used to be a Samsung gal <laughs> and I used to get hated on it so much. Everyone's like, Oh wow, you're like, Are you broke? I'm like, Okay, first of all, <laughs> like that's just rude. Uh, secondly That's a thing no. though, right? It's like yeah. if you have an iPhone, people are like, Oh he has money. Like you're bougie. And if you <laughs> have, it's the same price. That's why I'm like, okay. And I used to love Samsung because they would connect more with more items that I was using. Like, if I was using my laptop and I wanted to, like, download certain things, like, it would work better with my Samsung than an iPad because mm -hmm. they want you to have iProduct or, you know, Apple products. Right. So that's the thing that I liked about it. But then I transferred over to iPhone and iPad. <laughs> um, now you're bought in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The dark side now. It's fine. But so... I feel like the quality of the images, the photos, photo-wise, is definitely better. Um, but everything's getting more advanced, and I can't keep up. But Procreate only works with Apple products. Right. So, of course, I had to make the investment into in an iPad, and it's the best investment I've ever made because that's how I make most of my stuff now because I'm not super, like, again, with ADHD, like, if there's too much going on, like, I'll get stressed out and I'll give up, like, if I don't know much about it. Mm -hmm. And so I couldn't use Adobe products that, that well. I would get very frustrated with all the different ways you can do things. 
versus Stroke It because it's simple. It's overwhelming. Exactly. Yeah. But I am venturing out into Adobe, but Procreate is my is my main go-to because it's just easier to format my brain because I can draw on it without any sort of like clicking and doing extra stuff. Right. right. Yeah. And then is that the um sorry no you is that the majority like is that what people in the art industry art field are maj- like main mainly using is yeah it's actually a good mix like a lot of people especially people who aren't so super like technologically advanced like they'll get the Procreate app and then that makes it accessible for a lot of people to create and do things and you can download it as like a PNG and all that stuff okay. like that so they make it easier for things like that and. But then you can, like, I've made logos, so, like, I'll make them in Procreate, and if they're clean enough and there's not a lot of colors, then I can then transfer that over to Adobe and then make a vector out of it, and then it cleans it all up. So okay. you can use both. Okay. So that's really nice, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, and then I was just, Mike handed me one more thing, um, some stickers I make, too. So any of, like, the digital prints or digital art that I make, I've been trying to also give the stickers, which makes it even more accessible for people because it's, like, some people are, like don't want to spend twenty, thirty, forty dollars on something, and that's totally fine. So like a six dollar, five dollar sticker, they're like okay, and I can put that on like my iPad or my phone, and then they can bring right. it with them wherever they go. So trying to be business savvy and figure out like what I would want from an artist or what I would want locally and, and what works. Exactly, exactly. So it's all a learning curve, <laughs> <laughs> figuring it out. So what is that? It, it's a sticker, but what is it a picture of? Oh yeah. So I this one is of a girl who says, "Don't tell me to smile." So oh, you need that. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's all it's a woman thing, you know. So like also battling certain stereotypes and certain like. Is it guys saying that though? It's usually, but you'd be surprised. It's like a variety of people that do say it to women, but it is mostly like you know a middle-aged dude is like, "Hey, smile more. You're cuter that way." <laughs> and I'm like. Thanks. That's fine. Um, so stuff like that, that, like maybe I've heard, but I know that a general, a lot of women have heard too over time. Because another issue I have is like being a woman in, in the artist industry is hard because there's a lot of us, but we don't get the same respect as men, especially in the fine arts um, really? portion of it. Yeah. They actually get paid like a lot more than women do. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So like the highest paid male artist. Um, Jeff Koons, he get he made like well, almost like a billion on a piece, which is a statue. Which first of all, he didn't even make. Um, other artists, he pays makes it. Wow. And he doesn't put their names on it, so it's just it's his because it was his idea. Do they get any money for it other than they do him paying? Yeah, but that's and then th- that's about it. Like they maybe can say that they worked with Jeff Koons, right? Like they helped work that piece, but no one's really gonna know wow. unless they like say it. So that's the thing that sucks. So, but then there's um, Jenny Seville who makes like these awesome paintings that she does all by herself. Um, they're about like body dysmorphia and like woman bodies, and so like it'll be like manipulated and like into like these like just very like emotional paintings. And she got paid like maybe like a quarter or less of what he got for that statue. And those are the o- those are like the no, not even I want to say like fifteen percent of what he got paid for wow. his biggest piece and those are the highest paid living artists that doesn't include um deceased artists like you know van gogh and stuff like that that's even a same big gap so it's a huge issue um even in like 
gallery settings where they like set like auction the work or gallery settings they always it's always like they make the most money versus the women do and even worse for women of color so it's like pretty bad in the art industry that's crazy i didn't know that yeah um did were you aware of that no um so her favorite artist is georgia o'keefe yeah. And uh, we actually took a trip to New Mexico and seen her uh, house and her ranch and everything. Oh, wow. That's and cool. that was that was really cool. I'm I'm not really, like, I wasn't really a fan of her. I mean, I'm not I'm not, not a fan of her. Like, right. You know, but by going and seeing all that, I could definitely appreciate everything she's done. Exactly. And it was actually pretty cool because um, the place that she, she had her house, she paid for uh, running water for, like, the village. Oh, wow. Yeah, where she lives. That's yeah, it's pretty cool. That's awesome. I didn't know that. I yeah. Th- the thing is, I wish I was better at art history, because each, per- each artist has, like, a story and has, like, a background, especially, like, so many women artists that took so long to get where they have, to get appreciated, to get respected, and, like, not talked about as much. So, yeah, no, she's definitely a legend. I think she is the highest paid uh, woman deceased artist. Really? Or she wasn't, she's not paid now. Right, but, right, um, she was. Her work has been sold for high amounts. But it's still, I think it's a Picasso or Van Gogh or one of those names that is like the highest earning. I mean, again, she's only like 10 to 15% of what that sold for. So stuff like that is just, they put, the thing that frustrates me is they put the same energy and effort and time and emotion into these works, if, if not more than the other, but yet it doesn't get reciprocated the same. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing that's hard, but. Now, men have, uh, they kind of have, like, a different style, right? They can. Yeah. Like, I, I don't really see, like, a, like a man painting something like what George O'Keefe would paint. Especially during at the time. Right. It was definitely different in ways. Landscape was for everyone. I feel like women and men did that. But when it came to other aspects, it was definitely different, like, what they would paint, what they would go for painting. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, who's your favorite paint or artist? Oof. I don't really know if I had one because growing up, like, I would like, like, the basics, like, you know, Van Gogh and stuff, and as much as Van Gogh is great, love him. <laughs> but I've been trying to branch out to more just, like, because Instagram is my biggest platform, so, like, I find a bunch of artists on there that I love, um, and I can't think of any names right now because I'm totally blanking. My brain is going awry. Let's but do this. Who's your favorite deceased artist Oof. you're gonna do this to me <laughs> oh god um for the longest time it was van gogh but i think it's because he struggled with um mental illness and that he would paint because that's what he, he saw in his brain um and he was treated really badly because of how different he was um that's someone i related to for a while there because i felt similar maybe not as intensely but, like, similar in his journey of, like, feeling different or seeing things differently. And the fact that he was so bold to paint those things at that time and not really care what people said or thought, I thought was interesting. Um, but when it comes to deceased artists, I'm not as, like, into as much as I'm, like, trying to support, like, the ones that are alive. And I know right. it sounds kind of bad. <laughs> but that's just how I feel lately. So, um... I really like Tehinde Wiley. I think he has amazing stuff. Is he, um, is he living? Yeah, he's okay. living. Okay. He uh, painted a famous Obama portrait. He does mostly okay. uh, black representation. 
Um, she paints uh, uh, photos of them with like floral and like you know the traditional paintings of like a white man on a horse with like a flag, like he's about to go into battle. Like she would then have you know a friend or uh, someone who knows or even someone who she thinks best represents to be in that photo. She'll paint them like in like modern clothes with like a chain or like with their hair done up perfectly or you know and like bring modern and like their like you know their world into what was always a white man's world or a white person's history that's so cool like I, th I think that that he was pretty awesome the fact that he's so big right now is like awesome Very what, what was his name kahinde wiley kahinde wiley is, yeah. is he on instagram yeah, he's on okay. everything because okay. he's, he's trying to stay modern with technology. That's the thing is like a lot of artists uh, nowadays trying to incorporate staying active on social media and then also like having being taken seriously professionally. It's just like the weird mix because like trying to figure that all out. But now with social media, it, it's the best time ever to promote your work and yeah. kind of get it out there. How do you how do you use social media? I am the worst at it, honestly. So that's the thing that I'm struggling with because everyone's making like TikToks and like doing trends, and I'm over here like, I I just I don't know, like I'm not good at it. I don't know what I'm doing. So Feel like you're behind the ball on things. Yeah, that's how I am. <laughs> yeah, because everyone's like doing dances or something. I'm like, I feel like I'd be like all over the place. It takes me like hours to do it. Like I don't know, I don't know how <laughs> they do it all. So that's the thing that I'm struggling at because everyone's like post, post, post. I'm like, but when you like are having so much going on in your mind and you're doing so much at home, making time to then post and put effort into that is like really hard to manage. Like I'm doing like a thousand jobs at once and so it can get a little intense. I understand that because uh, just doing this podcast, yeah. I'm like, okay, so now it's time to promote an episode. Like if I was to promote your episode, I, I got to post on Instagram, got to post on Facebook. Yeah. I got to do this and this and this and it's just, I, I get it. It's, it's, a it's, it's a lot. It's it's a business in itself. Exactly. Yeah. Prioritizing five thousand jobs. <laughs> now, um, real quick, you might have to jump in on this conversation. But what's the deal with these invisible statues or um, artwork that's selling for like millions of dollars? I heard something about that. You guys don't know anything about it. I don't know a lot about it, but I heard some of my friends talking about it and posting some things about it, and it doesn't make any sense to me at all. I don't understand it. I think it's very dumb. I don't <laughs> 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 I'm very mad about it. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know much about it, but I know that I'm upset about it. That's all. So is there a lot of money money laundering in art? Like I'm sure. Yeah. There's. I've had some history classes where they definitely use art as a way to, yeah, do a lot of scams. <laughs> so it's definitely not not a thing so i just wanted to know your guys's opinion on it because I, I read something about it and i'm like what the heck how could somebody buy a f an invisible statue for millions of dollars that makes no sense it's yeah what oh my gosh yeah what that's that's a big thing. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of things that are like virtual. You can buy. <laughs> you never have it physically. It's always just going to be virtual. And so that's the part I'm like, okay. Any, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. Some person's like, okay, if I buy something, I I want it physically like in my hands. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. 
It's, yeah. yeah, one solar flare and that thing's gone. <laughs> like, what happens when you didn't back up your computer? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that works nowadays, but, like, it doesn't make sense <laughs> to me. And I think that's what the invisible statues are. Some, some person I knew was selling, I didn't know the person, but I knew of the person selling, like, uh, artwork digitally, but it was only available digitally, and it was for, like, millions of dollars. And so wow. It just didn't make any sense. That's insane. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm over here just like, I make stickers. <laughs> <laughs> Someone buy my work for a million dollars. That'd be nice. That's but hilarious. Yeah. Now, how did you and Mike meet? So, um, I think, so, before the year before the pandemic, especially within August to February, within that time, um, I was, you know, did Art Feast, and I kind of met him there, and I met Brandon from Arbs Umbrella through there, and then some of my friends were starting to go to their events, and I was like, okay, I'm going to check it out, and so I did, like, a painting competition and an AU event. Um, What's a painting competition? So you get, like, a certain amount of time to paint something, and then they auction on uh, auction it off at the end, and oh so, cool. or whoever gets the most screams or yells at the time was, like, who won it, so... <laughs> It's changed now, but um, that's uh, so I tried that out and I won my first time, and so it made me feel really good. But then um, also made me realize that what I was doing, like I'm pretty good at. So I would kept joining and doing stuff like that with AU, and then like I met Mike, he came up to me because I'm very shy individual um, most of the time. Like I won't come up to someone, I won't introduce myself because <laughs> I'm like they don't even want to know me. Like it's fine. <laughs> so when Mike came up to me, I was like, okay. And he's like, we should talk more about being silly. And we should talk more about you're awesome. Like, love your work. And he's just like, make me feel so good. I was like, okay, cool. And so like, we just like talked more and we're Brandon and them are best friends. And I'm good friends with Brandon. And then I became good friends with him to the point where I'm most likely going to have him like marry us. So like, oh, wow. like we're very close cool. now. Family. Yeah. <laughs> my fiance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, yeah, now he's, he's family now. So it's just crazy how that works. And it's only happened within the past, like, year and a half or so, two years. We just, like, everything made us come closer. And I'm very happy because if I wouldn't have met these people or wouldn't have been pushed to do more, I wouldn't be where I'm at. So that's where community comes in that I feel like is super important because mm -hmm. I would not be doing what I'm doing without it. That's for sure. Yeah, that's one thing that's really cool about the, like, the community is everybody kind of supports everybody like by me having you on it's supporting you and uh, yeah. people might you know go to your website somebody in florida might go to your website and order yeah. <laughs> order some paintings or some <laughs> earrings or something yeah, exactly so it yeah the sense of community in our community is pretty strong and it's really yeah. cool it's gotten like a lot more i feel like we it used has. to be a little divided at the time and even now we still have some issues like people just like fight with each other all the time and there is still those issues but there's moments where we can all come together and like we have these very like community events like we'll, we stick up for each other which I think is really cool like I've, a lot of people I grew up with in high school like I could have like not the best relationship with them but like we'll share each other's stuff or we're like mm -hmm. come together and still do things so. do you find a lot of support from other artists in the local community like mm -hmm. like let's say you're at like a vendor event like a some festival you're selling things yeah. and Casey Ann's next to you do you don't do you feel like it's competition or do they do you feel like they maybe think it's competition um I'm not sure what they think but I there's a little bit of there's a bit of a uh, balance there there is a little bit of like we gotta do we gotta do we gotta sell um 
and like not really worrying about what the other person's right. feeling, but then at the same time, we know that we're there for each other and supporting each other. Because even though we all make art, mo- most of our stuff is different still. So there's still a, a different consumer, type of consumer, mm-hmm. multiple at the same time that would purchase our stuff with no competition. And even if there is so-called competition, it's friendly competition. Right. I've never gotten into like a full-out fight with anyone. <laughs> like a partial fight, like maybe. No, no, no. <laughs> Unless the, literally the only issue I'd ever have with someone is if they just came full disrespect, like and came at me like sideways or something. Like that's when I'm like, okay, why though? But like for the most part, I'm never like. There's no jealousy. There's no like ripping each other down. For the most part, like we're just all doing our own thing, but also coming together, which is why the Aces thing is really cool, because like it's four of us, we all make art, we all do stuff that's similar, but also very different, different personalities, and it's fun because we can come together and we just like have fun and and vibe and do what we're doing, and we're you know being businesswomen and right. so it's nice to have that community actually and have someone to talk to about things that you're doing, so then you guys can relate and figure out like and get help. Right. But then there's still, like, a little bit of, like, okay, well, we'll buy each other, <laughs> and we'll joke <laughs> around, like, who's going to make more, but, like, really, we don't care. We support each other. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not a famine thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, there's there's a market for everybody's type of art. Exactly. In, in the area. Exactly, yeah. So, um, wrapping this up, do you, where do you see yourself in within the next five years as far as your business and your artwork and, um, and everything um my biggest thing is just getting more planned out of like how i want to structure things and make it accessible at certain locations so making sure there's stuff within stores um online and then what do you, what do you mean stores because so you like said that a few times yeah so um let's say there's a local store that sells you know artist stuff okay um is there is there some a few yeah especially in old town okay uh, rio town there's a lot of places that, like, Vintage Junkies, like, it's a woman-owned business. She sells, like, vintage items, but she still sells, like, artist stuff, too. Like, she like she bought some cards from my aunt. My aunt is an artist in the area. Um, and she actually even, like, commissions pieces for me. Like, there's stuff that, there's people and places out there that do sell your stuff. And so they either can buy it in bulk or they can just, like, sell it and keep a commission or however right. that works. So making sure I can, I want to be able to do that. I want to get more um, stuff online and accessible for not just locally but everywhere um, and I want to do more gallery shows as well so not only promoting and making sure my business gets bigger but also promoting myself as like still a fine artist because um, I want to submit to the holiday show that the art gallery is Lansing Art Gallery is doing this uh, season like stuff like that like just get myself out there more and more and more and also I want to give back to my community so I want to get involved in elementary schools and kids to show them that art is like a career and like you can do your passions and your be creative you don't have to get like a nine-to-five job if you don't want to um and just like bringing it back home you know because i would have liked that as a kid i would have liked someone to come to my school and show Mm -hmm. me that's possible so i want to do like a thousand different things but i just want to just give back and do more essentially so yeah that's uh, again one thing that's powerful about the internet is you don't have to go to Chicago you don't have to go to New York City to do this thing exactly. these things you can stay right here where you're from because you want to mm-hmm. and do it from home exactly yeah that's the goal it's the dream that's awesome yeah I like that all right um is there anything else you want to talk about real quick oh yeah 
also, uh, my senior art show is this Saturday. It's so there's a uh, Rosetta. It's at Auditorium, which is the Cedar Street Art Collective. It's next door to it. Um, so okay. Old Digger and Deal off of Cedar. Uh, so it's my senior show that I wasn't able to really show everyone back in April because of the pandemic. They weren't allowing it. So I'm bringing it to the auditorium. Um, there's a reception from 5.30 to 7. 5 to 7.30. I keep getting the 30s mixed up. <laughs> 5 to 7.30. Um, there's going to be, you know, just like appetizers, fine prints, and then I'll talk a little bit. But it's just going to be kind of like a mingling time. But there's also a time from... 12 to 3.30, got it right, um, <laughs> that is open to the public to be able to see it as free access. So How do I feel that Mike was drilling you on the way here? <laughs> <laughs> see, we both have ADHD, so we both have, like, you got that? No, but do you got that? And so, like, it's, about, it's a lot of back and forth, which is actually quite nice, so it's good, it's good to have someone that knows the struggle just as well. <laughs> but, yeah, no, definitely come out to that if you can, because I know it's... Um, some people aren't comfortable still going to events, so that's why I have that open area in the beginning that's free of access, so you can check it out as well. Cool. So, yeah. All right, and then your website is what? www.aureliegallery.com, so A-U-R-A-L-E-E gallery.com. Um, and then that's just at Aurelie Gallery for Facebook and Instagram, so it should okay. be all the same. Yeah. And I'll put that in the show notes, so Perfect. shouldn't have to worry about Thank it. Thank you. Yep, you're welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank this you was for fun. having me. Yeah, I know this was fun. I definitely had a lot of fun, so yeah. thank you. You're welcome. Thank you.